Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Breaking Free. And on today's episode, we'll be talking about um, Breaking Free from Oppression Part 2. It's a continuation of our previous episode. And with me, as usual, I have the beautiful Emmy. Hi, Emmy. Um, Hello. Hi, yes. everyone. Welcome. And also driving this... Um, is Mr. Shegun. Uh, he was one that drove them that drove the first episode and he's also here again to dish more nuggets of knowledge. Welcome, Mr. Shegun. Oh, hi, Victor. Hi, everyone. Good evening, everyone. It's good to have you around. Yeah. How have you been, though? Hope you've been fine. Yeah. Yeah, very okay. great. Very great. Thank you. Oh, nice to know. Nice to know. So before we will start, we want to welcome one very important person into our midst, and that's the Holy Spirit. So I'm just going to say a short prayer, and we can start. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunity for us to meet, because your word says, wherever two or three are gathered, you are in, in the name of Jesus, you are in their midst. We want to thank you because as we are gathering in your name, we know and we acknowledge that you are in our midst. We thank you for this rare privilege that you've given us to be used as vessels to dish out your word to your people. Heavenly Father, we return all the glory, all adoration in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. King of kings, as we speak, let us not speak from our own vain words, but let's speak through the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit speak through us in the mighty name of Jesus. That the Amen. end of today's episode, Every word that comes out from our mouth shall fall on fighter ground in the name of Jesus. It shall leave impact. It shall be words meant for people, for hearers in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. At the end of the day, souls shall be warned, people shall be delivered and free Amen. from oppression, truly and really, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So thank yeah. you, uh, Mr. Shagun. So, yeah, the last time we spoke about um, oppression, it was really exciting. We had, like, a whole lot to say. So, can you do, like, a recap for us on yeah. oppression? Yeah, it's good to have us back again tonight. I see you, Victor, Hemi, you're doing well. So, good to have you back, the audience, too. The last time, if you can relate back, you discover that we centered our discussion on what oppression is. Uh, we had a little discussion on the Bible uh, stand on oppression and uh, we were able to look at how to be free from oppression and we gave some uh, examples or some things on uh, how people are, uh, were made free from the Bible and so, so we are going to continue from there today and uh, it's going to be an exciting one and a beautiful one again I promise that you are going to enjoy yourself and that promise, I can say that on behalf of me and my friends around. So good to have you all back. And today we are concentrating and continuing from freedom from oppression. And uh, mm -hmm. owing to the fact of having in mind that you already know what oppression is, you know, the oppressor and the person that is a victim, a victim of the oppressor is the one that we call the oppressed. And some other knowledge you already have. So it's beautiful to have you again. So we continue from where we stopped the last time. And I would like to start from him. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, we can make freedom from oppression look so vague that people can't relate with it. 
we can make it look like, okay, it's just one thing that happens in some spiritual world or in some places and some. But I believe that oppression is something uh, many people go through, especially we are in Africa, we can't deny that. That oppression mm -hmm. from different hands, from different means, and uh, either physical, spiritual, or anything. So I just want you to uh, come in, hear me, and give us some practical uh, examples. Give us insights practically. Something we can relate with. Something we can, uh, that we see in our environment, so in our day-to-day -day activities. I just wanted to help us out. Let's just, just have a free talk. Give us some practical steps. I don't want all these. Let's just be real about this. So, Emma, please, can I have? Can we have you here? Just help us out on this now. Thank you. All right, all right, go. Yeah. So I have something in mind. I've been thinking about a particular girl for a while now, and I don't mm -hmm. know if you guys know the news lately about a girl who has been in captivity for a very long time now. She was taken away by this, uh, you know, Boko Haram terrorist when she was still very young. One of the girls that were kidnapped a long time ago, I think the rest mm -hmm. have been found, but she's still there. And I'm almost shown on TV in Nigeria here recently and she was crying and saying that her child was probably about 13 years when she was taken there, that maybe she would be 18 or thereabout now. And that they heard that she has two kids over there. So I was just reflecting on that. And I was wondering that in such situation whereby you have someone in captivity, perhaps it's, it's not even you in that situation, like what exactly do you think can be done about that? So I'm just going to make this a, a question back to you guys now. So how do you think we can actually help as a nation, as a of Nigeria, how do you think we can actually help in such situations if someone, probably not, or someone out there is in captivity? What can be done to save such young girls? So this is back to you guys. Okay. Um, before I throw that down straight to Victor, I would like to firstly say that, uh, let me guess you're talking about Leah Sharibu, Abishwaibu, in my That's pronunciation yeah. before. Okay. Uh, I want to link it with two other cases now in the Bible. Then we'll talk about it together. I'll throw it up for Victor to give his uh, contribution. Mm -hmm. I also imagine that uh, the baby that was brought while Jesus was not around to the disciples while he was at the Mount of Transfiguration and their parent was complaining that uh, this baby will go into the fire, come out, and the dumb, uh, devil will torment the baby. Now you can imagine, just put that up on your mind, in your mind and see how a man washed his son go through such pain. And uh, mm. what do you think? How is the man feeling? Because uh, I begin to understand that uh, when we talk about oppression, that one person can be physically, mentally, spiritually oppressed. But the oppression of one is most time the oppression of many. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just like the practical case you just cited. So, uh, Mr. Vic, I want you to just throw more light on this. Someone is oppressed, obviously. But the person has parents or younger ones or siblings or family. What's your thing? 
how do you build this please so so um my my best bet right for for situation like this is to pray for the person pray specific prayers pray to there's a result there's an answer right um so really aside aside physically trying to um raise um what's it called um search groups to search for this person right the only thing i the only solution i think i can prefer right now right is prayers is prayers because really there's nothing um prayers cannot do right so the best solution is to pray that god delivers this lady out of the den of, of the lion sometimes say funny thing is sometimes say you 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 realize that when someone stays with somebody that is oppressing them for long right they they stop seeing the person as an enemy right and start seeing the person as a friend because of the trauma that that their oppressor have gone have, have put them through right and you realize that sometimes this this person this person in question at this point might be like a willing victim. I won't be surprised if this this individual that we're talking about right now has become a willing victim because of the um, series of oppression she has gone through. That that as a, as a now she she has been mentally brainwashed to become um, a willing victim. So at this point. All we can do, because we don't really know so much about where, but all we can do is to commit into God's hands and continue praying, believing that at God's own time there will be deliverance. Mm. Okay. I have a suggestion, if okay. you don't mind. Okay, okay, so why my app is pain? Perhaps because I'm I'm a, a lady as well, but 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 this is not me being biased. But then you know I could when when the message was being relayed to me when I heard. You know, she had she had it in mind to become a medical doctor. Her mom still worked on TV recently and said it was meant to be her birthday. And she, the little girl, had said that she was going to be a medical doctor. Do you think we can actually raise a prayer for her quickly before we carry on? Okay, okay, okay. Um, okay. Uh, raising a prayer. Uh, like, let me go back to the discussion. Oh no. Uh, Mr. Vic suggested um uh, prayer. For the oppressed, uh, which is a beautiful one. I believe so much in prayers, but I have to be very practical on this case. Now, there are two cases I brought forward. The first one is this girl's case, and the other one is from the Bible. Now, in this girl's case, if you ask me, I will just throw up something. Who can relate with the fact that one of these uh, American was kidnapped in Nigeria some months ago, I think two months ago? Who can relate with that? Yeah. And uh, America sent just few, very few of their soldiers. They yeah. took the person in captive. They killed the captive, <clears throat> the oppressors, and they went scot-free. See, let me be very frank with you. Nigeria is not a responsible country. Nigeria leaders, they are not responsible. Now, I don't know if any of you had followed up with all these uh, bandits, and all this, uh, how they are bribing them or paying them off, and this alleged that is the intermediary between the government and the bandits. 
the last time I was watching the video and I was asking myself some basic questions. How? How is this happening in my country? Like, one person will come up and tell you, okay, these are what the bandage uh, requires. This is what you should do. This is how to get those people free. This is how much you should pay them and respond to them. Then the government will come with the money. As in these things that I, I don't know if someone is thinking like me. I just feel like, what? Are you serious? And the man is, I, I can't pick these things together. So what I'm saying is that, first of all, for this lady's case, I'll say that she's still a victim today or an oppressed today because we have irresponsible leaders. So if yeah. our leaders are responsible, she will not be there by now. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. Mostly, let's just raise a prayer and say, Heavenly Father, um, what's her name, please? You can remember her name. Lesha. Okay, sure. Yes. King of Kings, we commit Leon to your hands. Heavenly Father, you we we know that you know about our whereabouts because you are a creator. Yes, King Lord. of Kings, we ask for deliverance. We ask for your angels to go and deliver wherever she is, regardless oh, of the regardless of, of where she is, King of Kings, we know. That when you, you arise, there's a solution, oh, there's answers to prayers. Arise in your anger and deliver this, this small girl. Heavenly Amen. Father, arise in your anger and show mercy and cause your deliverance upon her life. Arise in your mercy and deliver her wherever she is. Amen. King of kings, there I am, there I am. We, 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 we pray when I call, knowing that when we call on you, there's an answer. We oh, ask God. for your divine deliverance, your divine deliverance. We don't want to know how it's going to happen, but we believe it's going to happen. It's why we are beckoning on you, because it is written, ask, and it shall be given. We are, we are, we, we, we are at your throne of grace, asking that for divine deliverance, give, send your ages on an errand to cause confusion on, our, on those our oppressors, whoever they may be, wherever they may be. Oh, Lord, my heavenly Father, Send your angels to begin to cause confusion between them. That they orchestrate an activity that will that, 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 that will lead to a release in that name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Father, we are speaking this word to the air because you know the air have ears. We're not just speaking vain words because we want to speak. That we are believing in you, knowing that when we believe in you, Heavenly Father, you are sure assurance. That I am that I am come and prove what only you can do. Come and Amen. do what only you can do. Heavenly Amen. Father, orchestrate activities that would lead to our release. King of Kings, by all standards, by Amen. all human standards, this girl doesn't deserve what she's getting. But we beg for your mercy over her life. Even if she has become a willing victim, we beg for your mercy over her life. Show mercy and begin to orchestrate activities that will, that, that, that will lead to our release in the name of Jesus. Amen. At the end of the day, there shall be testimonies to share in the name Amen. of Jesus. We thank Amen. you because you are God. We exalt your holy name. Be thou exalted, be thou magnified. For in Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Amen. 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 Thank you, Victor. Yeah. Tolu Lokwe, you're welcome. See? Just join us. You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, so um, MA, we've prayed. 
Yeah, we've prayed, and it's good to pray. I mm-hmm. thank God that God answers prayers, you know. Uh, I remember one day I was praying like that, and God said that if you can hear me, I can hear you. So if we can hear God, God also can hear us. Uh, yeah, so sure. we thank God because he heard us. But uh, we have to also understand the place of human in oppression, especially in physical oppression, the role mm-hmm. human plays. Now, this is what I say, because I would like to hear from her maybe before I go on to um, Tolu to give her um contribution because there is another part of oppression I want us to talk about tonight. Okay. Uh, there is this human part. See, God will not come down. The mm. devil will not come to the earth. Yeah. All these things, they are, they are spirits. They need human. They need to influence the heart of a man to fulfill their purpose, to come to agreement with them and uh, manifest what they want. Even demons, they possess people and they become madmen. So now, what Na- Nigeria, so to say for me, I feel that most of Nigerian leaders have become influenced by something else. And that has really affected the nation. Okay? So yeah. in this case, in the case of men, see, I-, I keep asking many questions, but I don't just want to go there. Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Sambisa Forest is known. The bandits or whatever you call them are known. I think three days ago I was reading uh, a report where one of those that the bandits freed, one of these university students, and the lady was saying that the bandits are over 30 rockets, 30, like bandits, not soldiers. And I asked myself, how did they get it? How did they import it? Have they started making rockets in Nigeria? Do you understand what I'm saying? You need to ask some basic questions. So, in physical oppression, in physical oppression, there is a need for us to understand how the role that men, human, plays in it. In physical oppression, humans are, you know, a man goes ahead, he rapes another woman, then puts that lady in a, a psychological state where she she's dehumanized and you get to tell me that eh, eh, is the devil dying yes the devil influenced him but he yielded so i feel that like the developed world this is what they do for every of the uh an offense there is a penalty that even if you want to yield to the devil when you consider the penalty of such offense you will repent yourself without someone. So I think that Nigeria needs to come up with some laws that will govern or guard people on how to deal with other humans. For an example, my own suggestion has always been that anyone that commits rape, they should cut his private part. If such becomes a law, obviously you will think twice before you rape anybody. You understand? So physical oppression, I think that... uh, a normal country, developed world, where there are laws, where people understand what law is and uh, understand what interpersonal relationship, what human beings are, and they are not treated like animals. I think uh, they just deal with that physically. So, uh, Hemi, please, uh, I want, we are going to be talking now on the majorly the spiritual oppression. And uh, there is a part I want to pay, uh, I want us to pay attention to. Uh, I would like to start from Tolu. In being free from oppression, I was meditating on something. 
that you know there's this consciousness for an example maybe you go and meet a prophet and uh, then the prophet will tell you that ah uh, it is so 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 person that is in charge that is troubling you i don't know if you've ever had such cases before maybe someone will tell you okay it's so 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 person troubling you or at your wedding someone gave you a gift it is that gift or something like that please can we relate with this Bible now saw that everyone Jesus delivered, he never told them that this is the person uh, affecting you, this is the person doing it. He just mm-hmm. get them free, like, yeah. come on, get out. Do you understand? Yeah, so, I want to... okay, uh, Amy, I was saying that um, looking at oppression from all angles, focusing on the spiritual aspect of it now. So some people go to prophets, you know, and these men come up and tell you, okay, this person, this is the source of the problem. You had a wedding. This is it. This is it and that. And uh, some other way around, I was studying my Bible and I saw that from Matthew to Revelation, there was no point where Jesus ever told anyone that, even including Mary Magdalene, that had seven spirits, like possessed with seven. Never, no one. There was no place where the Bible said that Jesus told her, okay, this is the person or maybe Paul or Peter or anyone like that. So I began to ask myself questions. Is it necessary to divulge such information to the oppressed that this is the person or so or so, or is this not necessary? So, Emmy, please, can you just come in and, you know, help me out, please? Okay. Well, the, you know why you are talking? I was actually thinking of some things that we, we see in movies where they will go to the prophet and the prophet will say, Is your mother that is doing you or something? And he will go back. No, up. you are already my heart. Good. I'm having fun. I'm learning. Okay. Okay. But, but then, but then, um, seriously, now, you know, it depends on the case you're actually dealing with. It depends on the case. You know, sometimes it depends on how you respect it to you. Sometimes, you know, if. For instance, now, maybe the oppressed has done some things that has led to him being in, in captivity. This we might, might you know, talk about that. And then there will be need for you to ask the person some questions, you know, to, to know exactly where the source of the, the issue is. So you get it. So it depends. Sometimes you might need to ask questions. Sometimes you might not just need to command and, you know, the demon gets out. So it depends on the case, really. Depends okay, on what you're doing. okay. This is it. Uh, I told you, you're going to come in now and help. But this is it. Is it that uh, how come Jesus never did it? How come none of the apostles ever did it? Is it that they were not so inclined enough? Or because I wrote an article not long ago about the effect of Yoruba movies, particularly on what we call our ministry in Nigeria. How, if you are given to watching, especially Yoruba movies, how naturally, if you are not careful, that movie will start dictating your prayers, will start dictating your belief, and even if those beliefs cannot be granted with the word of God, you will just believe it. If they ask you, how did you believe? Just ah, you cannot, do you understand what I'm saying? So, totally, please, let's have you. This is getting, you know, I'm beginning to like this. Okay? Yeah, so, um, you know, for me, as I was saying earlier, I think um, there was this sermon that was preached in our church on Sunday. He was present and uh, Victor was present as well. So the pastor was talking about the fact that most people would rather go to mountain than to pray, you know, in their homes. So, you know, it was asking the question like, okay, what makes you think that you are getting solution from what you are going to? And I had me make a very funny instance. I said, okay, people that, majority of people that go to mountains, see all those prophets and mountains, why are they still living in penury? Like, what is really happening there? 
Why do you believe your solution lies in that mountain? Why can't you just dive into your Bible and find your solutions there? So I feel like this thing is more psychological. Imagine you, are, imagine you get married and your spouse dismisses you, neglects you, blames you, shames you, mocks you, give you scapegoat, make you, make you a scapegoat, keep telling you things that we, you know, that will pay on your, pay on your mind. And then you become suppressed emotionally. That's, that's just the way this thing works. It's more psychological than physical because it's based on your emotions, your mind. Like you said in the Yoruba movies, you see things and automatically, remember you, you, you've seen a movie that, that witches and wizards or in some family, somebody said, oh, my mother was a witch and everything. And then you start imagining it in your mind. And then once you went to sleep and then you're like, oh, God, please, uh, tonight, oh, please save me from wisdom, wisdom. This thing is based on your emotions. Psychologically, it works around you. And then you become, uh, you become oppressed. And then now you want to go to someone to go and seek solutions that you can easily get for yourself. So okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, I want to drop a contribution, but this is very practical. Now, by the grace of God, I'm a minister of the gospel. Okay. And... Um, I see I this prophetic by the grace of God, I function more in the prophetic. That's the call. Okay. So I've been privileged to, you know, lay hands or do all these kind of things. But there was one of recent, let me be very particular. Uh, I'll just save the name. I was called. And um, the moment I received that call, I was discussing with this man and was telling me the case his wife was going through. I just knew where I was sitting. Now, don't forget it's a call. So it's not that maybe I was seeing them. So I just knew, okay, this woman. So I said, okay, your wife is pregnant. He didn't tell me, but I, he said, yes, okay. They, I don't know, for some reasons, they didn't want that woman to deliver the baby. And uh, the pain the woman was having at that particular time, the aim is not even the woman. The aim is that, okay, she was going to lose the baby or die by the cause of that baby and stuff like that. So I just told him, okay, this is what's going to happen. Uh, let me just pray. Is there a way I can get in contact with the woman? Because he said they've taken the lady to another place and blah, blah, blah. So the moment I wanted to pray for the lady, I just knew that she needed something to a physical object as a point of contact. So I just said, uh, like, can you get any water where you are? I don't know her. So it's not anything. Just get any water there where you are. Let me pray there. And you use the water to just wash yourself, your head. Now, later, the person was free, you know. The beautiful thing is the Lord said the lady free and everything was cool. But I've seen many cases where I didn't have to do that at all. I just pray you and that's all. Now, I want to go with M.A., the leadings of the spirit are very important. But this is my, my own major objection with that activity. My major objection is that it has called enmity or enmity in families. It has destroyed relationships. It has caused evil more than good. Now, I can't imagine. Amy, let me put yourself in this practical case that for any reason, I was evil before. And being evil... Me and you are related, and I did something evil. Maybe I go to an I went to an abilist or something, and I did an evil to you. And the prophet told you that I'm the one behind your case, and uh, the prophet got you. Maybe prayed for you, got you free, or something like that. Then told you that maybe something will happen to me, and blah blah blah. Now in ten years time, you are free, but we are both alive. Will you still allow me come around you? Emmy, of course, of hmm? course not. I would not do that. So. <laughs> But now, this is the practical aspect of it. But do you think God is happy that both of us are living in, or that you are not forgiving me? But do you think you can even forgive me? I can't imagine myself forgiving someone like that or allowing the person to still come to my house to come and eat. 
that is a fear that will be a fear consciousness that what if he comes again and he does something evil do you understand what i'm saying so i just mm-hmm. think that to a large extent from my own perspective i think that believers can just take authority over the oppressed or if they find out uh, if the, now we've concluded in the first section that a believer with the holy spirit cannot have a demon a believer with the holy spirit cannot is not cannot but even the devil can still oppress such yes because of lack of knowledge ignorance now if a believer is oppressed he can uh, take up his responsibility take up his spiritual authority and get that oppressor out the bible says resist the devil he will flee now but in ministering to those that are oppressed as a believer most times what we just do is that we take authority you know, just, you know, when, I don't know how you feel when you watch this, uh, maybe a pastor wanting to pray for someone that is demon-possessed, and several of them are praying, and 30, 40, 50, one hour, they are still on it. And you ask yourself, Jesus will just say, get out, and that's it. So is there something, you know? So I'm just saying that I think that I would like to really strike that point, that many times it is safer that you just get your press free without divulging many unnecessary informations, okay? Mm-hmm. But like you said, if it has to do with maybe he has done something before, yes, God has forgiven him. He, all things are passed away. Now you know that God is showing you does not mean you should tell him. Do you understand? There are things God shows you that you don't even have to tell people. Yes, that's the truth. So I just feel mm-hmm. that it, the safer you can be, the, uh, the better you uh, restrain from many informations, the safer it is for that person and that person's relationship with others. Are we together? That's a beautiful one. I love that. Okay, so we are rounding off very soon, but I would like to ship in something and I would like uh, Mr. Victor to give uh, a very major contribution on it. Now, when the oppressed is free, I saw a case like that in the deliverance, the oppressed is delivered, but his mind is still clouded with darkness. I don't know if you understand what I mean now. Now, mm-hmm. I think the last time we used a case study of if you have tied uh, a girl, not a girl, a cow, for an example, you want to use it for a festival, you've now tied it down for like a month, two months on the spot. Do you know if you free the rope, the cow will still be standing there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now the oppressed is free, mm. but the mind is still clouded. Now, another thing, Mr. Victor, because you're going to contribute now, we'll be rounding off this, is that when, what happens when a man is now a believer? Because this is another problem I face with many believers. Do you know, I've come to understand from biblical perspective that a believer cannot be addicted in court. Now, are there believers that are addicted to pornographic? Yes. Are there believers that are addicted to this, addicted to that? Yes. But I believe that they are still in that state of addiction because they've been told that they are addicted. I believe that if someone else can come and give them the information that 
You are a new creation in Christ. You have the power of the Lord in you. The Spirit of God dwells in you. You can be free from all these things. Just get your mind renewed by the word. I believe they will be free. But because they've positioned their mind with this consciousness, that, well, uh, I'm addicted to this, I'm addicted to this. This is my own weakness. And the guy feels, okay, well, there is nothing I can do. So I wanted to talk from those two perspectives, Mr. Victor, as we begin to round off this. Okay. So, um, so as as um, so, the first question is: when someone is being um, delivered from oppression, right? Them yeah. being filled with darkness, what should they do, right? So, I, first off, I, I I believe as a believer, right, and from an, from oppression, I think the best thing they can do for themselves is one, right, to soak themselves in the Word of God. Right, study, study the word of God. Study, study the word of God. Okay. So I'm just going to give a, a very, a very um, brief personal experience. There was a time I was going through anxiety, and I, I went to a church and they prayed for me. I was free, right? Because I felt it, right? But occasionally, that that experience, that experience of anxiety, just kept on coming, coming back, coming back. But what I then do, right, because I was quite conversant with some word of God then, so whenever that, that thought comes to my head, I challenge it with the word that I have, right? And before, you know, over time, it just disappeared. It never came back again because I talk back to it unlike before. I was very conversant okay. or I was, I was quite conversant with the word of God. That, so, yeah, as a believer, right, that has just been delivered from oppression, you should... Um, Soak yourself with the word of God. Get converse, get conversant with. So that's it for me. Okay, okay, that's great. That's great. Okay, uh, I'll, as a Randolph tonight, I will say two things, and then we'll pray, and we'll go. Uh, I've discovered this, and I want us to take note of it. One is that Jesus said that when you deliver a man of any demon or so, that if that place is still free they will come back with sure. seven. So the first thing is that if you're ministering deliverance to anyone, the moment the person is delivered, get the person saved and baptized in the Holy Spirit. Once the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit dwells there, that is one. Now, the second thing I'll say is that um, it takes a long while for the mind to be renewed. So you just keep at it. But this is the last thing I want to say. Don't ever respond to a thought with a thought. Respond to thoughts with words. Mm. Now, for an example, I'm seated and you begin to have a thought that ah, you just died. Uh, the moment that thought begins to come, I know this is not from God. So you don't now sit down and begin to think uh, the other way. Uh, no, 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 no. You act. Immediately you stand up. I cannot die. I shall not die but live. You don't answer a thought with thought. You answer thoughts with words. An average Jew believes that if his ears can hear it, his body can respond to it. That's why in Jewish culture, meditation is not a thing of the heart. It's a thing of the mouth. When a Jew, a, an Israelite tells you he's meditating, he's speaking so loud that it will be disturbing you. Do we understand that? So it's very important that those two things are noted. One, if you are ministering deliverance to anyone, 
The moment that person is delivered, get the person saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. And two, is that for a believer, renewing your mind is very important. And the last is, if a thought, evil thought, thoughts that are not in line with the word of God begins to come to your mind, stand straight and talk out what the word had said. It's good to have you all around tonight. M.A., I see you. You're doing fine. Victor, double knuckle for you. It's good to have us all. Can we just say a word of prayer even as we round up? Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. For you are the one that can deliver your prayers. Yes. And we are the vessels that you can use. And we are sure that you in us can deliver all the oppressed. Lord, we thank you because by the reason of the sending forth of this word, the people are delivered. So let your name be glorified. And for the person we prayed for, we believe that we are hearing good news very soon about her. We thank you because you answer prayers. Thank you. We thank you. And even as we minister to people, that we also will be kept by your word in the name Amen. of Jesus. Thank Amen. you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Jesus, Amen. 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 Yeah, it will be good sure. to see us again next yeah. time. Next, this same station, this same program. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Um, see you next episode. What I said, keep breaking free. Keep doing God's word. Yeah. I keep serving God. Wow. Thank you, wow. Emmy. Thank you, Emmy. Thank you, Tolu. Thank you, Shegu. Bye. Bye.
from my mother's womb, from my mother's womb, you have chosen me. Your love has called my name, and I've been born again to your family. Now shout it out, your blood, your blood goes through my veins. I'm no longer, I'm no longer a slave to fear. Somebody
Walk in faith. If you're walking in faith, shout hallelujah to Jesus.